1: Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I am joined by Paul Dillon. Hello. And Dave Watson.
0: Hi guys, how's it been?
1: Not bad, how are you? Brilliant. I've you have just come back from Copenhagen. That's it right. It was amazing. la da what, what was so good about Copenhagen, Dave? It's just such a cool city.
0: Like where we were staying in Nourabru or Norabro, <laughs> I don't know how you pronounce You're it. You're making I'm not this it. <laughs> It's just everybody's a bit, everybody's like the the right level of trendy. Like nobody's sh- nobody goes full on shortage, hipster wanker. But everybody's like six foot tall and good looking and oh, I felt at home.
1: It's like a city full of Fergus Craigs. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Copenhagen uh, quite a few years ago. Now I had possibly the nicest bite of food I've ever had in my life.
2: Bite? Yeah. Is this on someone else's plate? Or I was with.
1: I went with my girlfriend, and we went to a really nice restaurant, and we decided to share the starter, and it was scallop mm. or scallop, and it was like you know, with the exchange rate or whatever, it was, like, basically £30 for this starter. Jeez. And it was uh, one scallop. <laughs> so we, like, shed it. But that bite was so good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You don't
2: get wow. this with other, other football podcasts, do you? You don't get it with other football podcasts. So I that's
1: have to, why we're to top that, of the charts. <laughs>
0: the food was incredible. Really, really good.
1: Yeah. Well, somewhere else the food is incredible is St. James's Park. Um, So let's get uh, straight on to the football.
0: (laughs) It's the weirdest segue.
1: That is such a good link. So um, I suppose we should talk a little bit about uh, the replay against uh, Birmingham. I don't, mm. I mean, it, it feels quite a while ago now, but uh, I think I predicted a 2 1. I think maybe you, I think you predicted uh, 1 0, Dave. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say I was closest uh, because the final result uh, was 3 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do we remember much about that game? I mean, is there a lot to say? I mean. Well,
0: I just watched 90 minutes of it so I remember it quite clearly not today. the
2: Rotherham game the Birmingham one the Birmingham game
0: yeah I watched 90 minutes of the Birmingham game and really? I watched 90 minutes of the Rotherham game today Jesus yeah.
1: have you had a good day James to- <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been lovely I've been we, watching football should
0: we send help work <laughs> yeah well it's because the um, nufc.co.uk like the official site they now uh, they put up the uh, the games um, that haven't been shown live because rights. Um, uh, I think the the EFL and the FA Cup they're available to them if they haven't been shown live previously so if you want to watch 90 minutes of the football without any commentary no replays pretty much one camera (laughs) angle um, you can and I did so I did
1: Is it literally just one camera on it?
0: Well it's one camera position and there's obviously cameramen there who... um, follow the action as best
2: they can because i I'm heard not, the not, news that, that the website was showing the games after they'd happened like the full 90 minutes i thought mm. nobody on earth is going to like voluntarily watch that so it's good to know that someone's out there who yeah. <laughs> to be honest i but, should have known it would be you
0: yeah it's useful for stuff like um because you know, I love like the whole gamut of stuff that you can take an interest in in a football game. I was watching to see, like
1: the stewards. We- <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I honestly just love watching men in high vis jackets.
1: It's a great game for the stewards. No, time. go on, go on. What were you? What were you watching?
0: <laughs> well, you know, like when you see the highlight pack, cause the The highlight package on Channel Five is terrible um i don't know what it's like for the international viewers if they get like much highlight m- much of the highlights for the championship games but it's not great um you get pretty much all you need from the the youtube you can watch it on youtube and stuff whereas this you can see a little bit more so i saw there were more chances than i was aware of in both games there were um you can you can see how shelby dictates the play even when he's not it's, firing off uh, sixty yard balls or whatever, when he's just getting the ball in the centre and moving it around a bit. It's yeah. I mean I I know I know I'm a massive nerd. I don't care. It's just something I nice to you have know, on though, while I'm working. That's
1: the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 this podcast deserves. would would be <laughs> an absolute failure without your existence, Dave. Um, probably was early on in the season, in the season yeah. when we forgot the medium of phones. <laughs> um, so, uh, was it a good performance against Birmingham on uh, Wednesday night?
0: Yeah, yeah. We um, it, it was very, very comfortable, despite the fact we had three uh, debutants. And I think um, that should be the focus because uh, Daniel Barla's, uh was played in the centre alongside Shelby. Um, and we had
2: El uh, started on the left El Ma- as well yeah he?
0: he like Barlaza looked okay obviously he's not up to not up to first team level yet but he you know decent touches bit of confidence As he, you know he grew in confidence as the game went on
2: the one who sounded um, really good cause I listened to it on the radio but the former Celtic centre back we had U- Stuart Findlay Stuart Findlay it sounded like he had quite a decent game
0: yeah, he did. He looked quite composed. I thought a lot of that was down to Grant Hanley, who seemed to basically handhold him through the game. Uh, there was a lot of pointing, and you know, oh, you need to be in this position. Um, don't give the ball to me. Give the ball to that guy. You know, so credit to Grant Hanley. He did a real like big brother role there. But Finley looked comfortable on the ball. Um, he, he wasn't muscled off it by any of the. Uh, the Birmingham players, I have to say, the Birmingham were absolutely terrible. Um,
2: well, they have they uh, won under Zola yet?
0: No, no. It's um, it's
2: a good job they sacked Gary Rowett for performing yeah. quite well.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, Finley Finley look good. Um, Elmani or Ben Elmani? Uh,
2: the, yeah. <laughs> the non-league Yeah, the non-league
0: himself. Couple of couple of decent runs, but touch let him down um, but Goofran, the the
2: pace. am I right Cause I, I, like I say I listen to it but wasn't Goofran played as a striker as well yeah. which is yeah because he was a striker before he came to us wasn't he and we've sort of played him on the left for yeah most of the time but it's,
1: he's got he, he got himself a goal yeah I guess Goofran's kind of like the shit French Daniel Sturridge <laughs> yeah that's fair <laughs> And Daniel Surridge think, is sort of turning into the shit English Daniel yeah.
0: Surridge. <laughs> Daniel Surridge is the shit English Johan Gouffran. Um, yeah, but I have to say, Gouffran looked good. He, if he, if he wasn't taken out by the, the keeper for the first goal, um, which was a penalty, um, he probably would have scored it anyway because he was clean through, and
2: it was quite clever as well because he, like, he, he was definitely looking for the contact to go down. Sort of he yeah. he waited, and timed it perfectly to just knock it past him. he's mm. quite. He looked quite that. intelligent as a striker. It's good because I'd worried before that without Gale, we didn't really have that sort of intelligent, quite quick striker in our ranks. Mm. And it is yeah. nice to see there is a a backup for that. So I'm not sure Perez is that sort of player.
1: No, no. And um, yeah, going back to what what's his name, Stuart Finley. Yeah. And uh, Grant Hanley was doing lots of pointing. I always think that's a good way of um, showing people that you're a good central defender, pointing. Do a lot of pointing. (laughs)
2: I worry if people do it for the look. It's a bit like on your driving test where you really deliberately look at the mirrors so the instructor knows you're doing it. I think it's just like if someone's watching, they need to know I'm I'm actually, I know what I'm doing.
1: Yeah, most still photographs of central defenders involve... (laughs) them pointing <laughs> oh yeah he should be captain he's, he's got to be captain did
2: he's, Philip Albert ever point I can't imagine not. he did that was
1: probably what let him down
2: career wise you
1: Yo. could have been so much he had all the talent but if only he'd learned to point
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> I meant to um, tell this story on the last pod so I'm going to tell it now uh just while we stick on Birmingham uh because of Gianfranco Zola. I've been to Stamford Bridge once in like 2001 or two, League Cup game, Newcastle. Um, We lost in like the last minute of injury time. Um, But we were right near, I was with the Newcastle fans and we were right near uh, the Chelsea bench and uh, the fans behind me kept on shouting at Zola going, Midget! midget you're a fucking midget you're a midget and my mate who was with me was like 5'5 <laughs> <laughs> so they like touched him on the back and went sorry mate and my friend <laughs> my friend ever since then has hated Newcastle fans just hates that's them anyway
0: that's understandable okay
1: so um, unless there's anything else to say about the Birmingham game I'll move on uh, to the Rotherham game on Saturday are we all OK with that? Sounds good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Great. So, um, and I'm sure you won't complain about us moving on to this game, David, because you were completely correct in your prediction, 4-0. Did you put a bet on it?
0: No, I didn't. I genuinely, it was. It, I was intending to, but you know when you're just getting ready to go on a nice holiday, things get missed
2: so that's the first when i'm going on holiday the last thing i do before leaving is put bets on <laughs> it's a holiday tradition that's get to
1: the airport the, it's the labrooks life isn't it? Yeah. Just before we get there i've just got a bet on this
2: wait a minute i know we're going on a romantic mini break but i just gotta put my accumulators on
1: yeah. um, but no i
0: didn't put it on and uh, the only way i could keep up to date with it where we were because um, I couldn't, I couldn't, in all good conscience, drag my better half to a pub on the off chance it was showing the Newcastle yeah. versus Rotherham game. It was being so streamed,
2: just... though. It's one of the few games we've had that has been available to watch online. Is it? Mm. And the the other Rotherham game this season was the same as well. I don't know why. I don't know what the global like media outlets seem to is, see is it in it Newcastle just, v Rotherham.
0: Is it not just? If Rotherham get a result, it's almost like a quote-unquote giant killing.
2: I guess because they're and bottom, yeah. Yeah, and
0: if, if as was the case, we spank them, well, it's four goals, isn't
1: it? So I would have thought it's... Quite it's I'm surprised that we don't get that game more often because if, they, if they're if they shown one championship game, yeah, here's me being a um It's like arrogant, my
2: new fans in the 90s. Yeah,
1: here's me being an arrogant Newcastle fan. But, you know, we've probably us and villa but i would say us i have the biggest fan base in the championship so Mm. therefore Mm. that's the biggest guaranteed viewership um but let's not uh, just talk about ratings we're not donald trump hey guys satire um uh it took a while to get going in terms of it took a while for us to get the first goal uh, but a lovely first goal, it was an unbelievable crossfield ball from John Joe
2: I Yeah, thought. it's quite interesting. Shelby in this game because it's the I don't know why it's not happened more often, but it hasn't. But this was the first time he's been properly man marked for the whole of the first yeah. half. They like they had a player on him who just didn't leave his side, and it did work for a little bit because I think we saw when he was out, a lot of our players sort of rely on Shelby having a creative answer which they don't is right. why jack colback well, doesn't seem to work but as soon as I the think, goal think, as soon as we got the lead they stopped doing that so it's sort of reverted back to shelby having space
0: well i think that's a good point because um the reason that we got that um like the, that crossfield ball was uh, the reason why shelby was able to to play that crossfield ball is because he had 10 yards because it was from a free kick that we were taking in our own half.
2: Exactly, but it, yeah.
0: it was... So he had to like... the He tried to put one through for, to Richie and it was pulled back as the ball was moving or I don't know, whatever. But because it was pulled back and because that guy, uh, the uh, Rotherham number four, wasn't, you know, touched tight to Shelby, he was able to fire that ball across and once, like you say, once once we were ahead... Rotherham had to stop man marking him and, you know, look to try and get something out, like out of the game again. And as soon as that happened, Shelby was just able to pull the strings and pull them
1: apart. It was a really good goal from uh, th- that first goal, wasn't it? I mean, that that long ball and then that mm. first touch from Yedlin and a lovely turning mm. finish from Daryl Murphy. Yeah, who three and three now. Right, really, really. Uh, fulfilling w- what you want from a, a, a fringe player who's been called up. Um, uh, Yedlin and Gufran both got their same hairstyle at the yeah. moment. If yeah. if Rafa decides to put Gufran on the right we're fucked, aren't we? I mean, how are we going to do Or it could difference? be quite a good move, because then nobody knows which of them they're marking. Well, bamboos, we're, let's just get the yeah. whole team, just with this, get the whole Idea. team to bleach their hair.
2: Was it Romania in Euro 96 did oh, that? They yeah. all yep. dyed yeah. their hair blonde.
1: Yeah, and they won, didn't they? No, yeah. they didn't. No. But,
2: <laughs> but they had a good time.
1: So, uh, yeah, that's, that's one issue. But... Um, the next goal was uh, from Richie from a, a goofran, uh shot, which was spilled, and Richie picked up the pieces. Richie's got four
2: goals in two games. Yeah, he seems mm. to have hit form because even though he's still he's into double figures now, I think for goals for this season, but he has been markedly worse than the start of the season, and he seems to have picked up again in the last few games. He is a decent level Premier League winger. I think he, like he even said himself, he'd been playing below his best for a little while. But he seems, from the weekend as well, just to be hitting form at a like time what, when we were starting to worry.
1: Like what level is he? Is he a Matt Etherington?
2: I is he a Stuart Downing? I think Stuart Downing sort of level. Is he an Aaron Lennon? Yeah. No.
0: No, he's not Aaron Lennon level.
2: Aaron Lennon's sort of like Kieran Dyer where he's got that level of pace that will get you an England call up when you're 21 but you'll do nothing after 25. Good call. He's
1: he's a mid-table Premier League winger, winger,
0: isn't he? I was actually I was going to ask you guys do you think the links because we've been linked with quite a few wingers um, in this window do you think that's part of the reason for his upturn in form because he knows that Newcastle United can you know we can attract players of the standard of Andros Townsend
2: I don't know because I don't think his if we sign another winger I don't think his place would be under threat I think he's he's one of the few who's sort of guaranteed a start I would say for us
1: Hmm. is he Scottish or English Scottish Scottish well he's in the Scottish teams. he hasn't got a Scottish accent Oh, I see. Well, he's pulling a fast one. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I should look at his Wikipedia page, but I can only ask. His last goal on Saturday was really nicely taken. Yeah. Uh, so, full credit there. Um, now, uh, Perez got a goal after Yedlin just about kept it in blatant handball. Yeah,
2: elbowed it in. Yeah. It's a weird one, Perez, because he... Did you see his one-on-one as well? Which was such an easy chance and skied it over. He's kind of, he's a frustrating player, but he at least seems to be good enough in the number 10 role now that he'll he'll get in good positions to miss, whereas before he wasn't even getting in those positions. So I think that... Is that a good thing or not? I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I think we somewhat facetiously said... We were hoping that uh, this month would be uh, would signify the resurgence of Ayose Perez, mm. and uh, it sort of has, Dave.
0: Yeah, um, I think a lot of that has to do. You have to look at the, the standard of opposition we've come up against because Birmingham were Birmingham were worse than uh, Rotherham, like absolutely, um, and the amount of space that uh, Perez was finding throughout both of those games um he he's not giving the ball away as much because he simply wasn't under as much pressure um it, it seems to be a bit of frustration that um when he gets into the box, he doesn't necessarily make the right decisions um you know he's making the wrong decisions more often than not. A few times, I noticed that he could have pulled the ball back for one of the one of the other midfielders to come through but um didn't took the shot on himself. And some you know, sometimes sometimes like like we said with the, the Gale goal um before he got crocked, um it's the kind of thing where you you do want a selfish striker but as long as he's actually taking his chance. Whereas I don't know, like Perez is a is a good player in this league and he uh he's certainly got potential, but he needs to he needs to quickly make like learn to make better decisions.
2: Yeah, um, his decision-making seems worse than when he started yeah. at us in the Premier League where he just, he seemed to just naturally take to it.
1: Well, maybe it's just a matter of form and uh, and and not playing week in, week out and maybe there's a little bit of a crisis of identity. Who am I? <laughs> what, a, what am I? Um, <laughs> but uh, hopefully he's going to get the chance to... Uh,
2: I think he should live with Peter Beardsley and then hopefully just his way of
1: playing would rub off on him. That is such a good idea and a treatment for a sitcom I will be (laughs) writing up tomorrow morning. Uh, Now, uh, we're just going to go on uh, a quick break and we'll be back in a moment. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team
0: right away. Call 0203 817
1: or visit livingstone tech.com to find out how. Welcome back. I don't know what we just advertised, but I sure I want, want it. Although sometimes on the odd episode we didn't advertise anything; no sponsors were attracted that week, and it is just seaside <laughs> music. I don't understand what unsettling. the deal is with the seaside music, but it's a yeah, it's a little bit horror movie esque. Yeah, right? it's a, someone's about to get shot. <laughs> uh, but welcome back. Uh, we haven't bought anyone, Dave. Why? Not yet. Oh, because,
0: like I said on a previous pod, the um, the market's not really moving very much, um, and the, some of the some of the players that are going are going for just huge fees. I think I think we're doing you know that which is reasonable, which is we're only going to sign the right player. Um. I mean, obviously, there's every single window every single team can strengthen. But I, I do think there's a there's there's a fear of just buying for buying's sake. I mean, some of the players that we've been linked with, like Andros Townsend or James McCarthy and stuff, yeah, they'll obviously improve the team. They'll make us uh, even stronger in this league and can perform in the in the uh, in the Premier League. But if you if you look at um how much money we were quoted for for other players like like i said before like Tom Perny, like 22 like twenty, twenty two million for a player who might or might not improve the improve enough to be a premier league player like we don't need to go off and sign him we're going to get promoted probably as champions
2: Oh um, david i, think, I know uh, i'm with but, there was a thing i heard on the radio that made me feel a lot safer about this season since the era of three points for a win there's never been any teams in the championship with the same points as Newcastle and Brighton that haven't won automatic promotion
1: I did hear that and that was and I know that we're in a better situation that we were than we were under uh, Chris Hutton at this yeah. stage of the season and we did run away with that and I think you're probably right but I, I'm uncomfortable with and. Uh, M- that kind of emphaticness, you know, that kind of. Uh... But
2: we've just come through, or we're sort of still in the hardest bit of the season. We lost what is, well, who is clearly our key player for a spell. Yeah. And we've got three players off at the African Cup of Nations, and we're
1: still top of the league. And Dwight Gale's been out. Yeah.
0: So... Yeah, and our second choice striker is injured as well. So I'm I'm fully confident that we'll kick
1: on a bit. It is true to say... Well, you always are, David. But it is true to say that... <laughs> that I mean, like, we could insert that into every single podcast uh, of the last two years. Um, it is true to say that uh, there hasn't been a, a great deal of action in the transfer window anywhere. There's no. My-
0: I mean, uh, looks like Aston Villa are going to sign two players from Barnsley, uh, a guy called Connor Hurahan, and uh, James Me, uh, James Bree, sorry Bree, and they're okay. They're, they're decent Championship players, but it looks very much like a, a plan to make a very good Championship side for next season, rather than Aston Villa making a concerted push for for the um, for the playoffs spots this season um other than that there's not really that much movement i mean we've been linked with um mo barrow from swansea on loan and he's a lightning quick winger bit of skill bit of um finesse on the wings but he it doesn't it's not the kind of signing that Excites me too much. The ones that do are, like I said before, Townsend, because he's clearly a mid-table Premier League stri- uh, mid-table Premier League midfielder.
2: Townsend um, was as well rested, or like he was out of the entire squad for Palace's game at the weekend. Why is
1: he? Why is it not worked
2: out for him for him at Palace this spell? Because
1: neither Pardew or Allardyce want him.
2: Yeah, he. I would have thought Allardyce would have got something out of him, but I guess did he really? Does he really do well with wingers, Allardyce? Did he at Sunderland?
0: No, not really. His the the players. Well, Adam Johnson. Of... <laughs> 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 he,
2: he got results of a kind. <laughs>
0: um, the type of like pr- like uh, supply line that he likes is Jurgen Koubaye, can deliver a ball from a set piece, can deliver balls into the box from pretty much anywhere. Oh, yeah. Whereas Townsends get down the wing cut inside, take a shot. Um, and that's not really Sam Allardyce's style. It's not
2: Unless it's a fullback. Like Van Arnholt last season for mm. Sunderland was pretty amazing.
0: Well, uh, Patrick Van Arnholt who was on loan with us the last time we were down in the championship, he's oh, yeah. um, on Sam Allardyce's radar. Um, very much would like to meet up with him again, I think. Um, but if, if, uh, if Townsend does join us, Really, we're in a position of strength. We don't really need to sign him. Like we're not, we're not short players to get promotion. We just want better players.
1: I saw a, so, I saw a tweet that was like a couple of years old from a Spurs fan uh, the other day, suggesting that if Townsend was asked to play on the left, he would still cut onto his left foot foot and like run the ball out for <laughs> throwing <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah, that's that
2: fair enough. Ridiculous. I think. Um,
1: uh, yeah, but, yeah see, but speaking of we, tweets, so did you see
2: Simon Jordan tweeting about Andros Townsend today. No, but I'm a big fan of tweets. What do you yeah. say? <laughs> I can't remember the exact words, but it's basically intimating that he's going and that he's not really put the effort in, and is just angling for a move. Right. Well. Seems
0: strange because the like, just you know, we went down, but through no fault of Andros Townsend putting in the effort and that was not just busting the gut to get forward and try and score a goal he was he was working up and down that wing all game so it's odd that he could be bothered to do it for us but doesn't seem to be bothered to do it for Crystal Palace Mm.
2: sometimes you get a player who goes around a lot of clubs but only performs at one of them I think Townsend with us
1: could be one of those cases well there was there's something wrong at Palace but um it it, it, it just seems not quite they seem a little bit and I know I won't get into Pardew but they seem a little bit like us a year ago to me yeah Um, now uh, our next game is in the cup this Saturday away at Oxford United if all goes through myself and Paul Doolan are going thanks to an anonymous Newcastle Natter listener Who sorted us out with some tickets for a price, but a fair price, face value. (laughs) So uh, we really appreciate that. Assuming it all goes through. (laughs) That (laughs) you'll remind. (laughs) No, but we are very grateful. We're very excited about going to this game. I've never been to Oxford. It's always been the dream. Yeah. Um, What do we think is going to happen there, Dave? Uh, Aside from me and Paul... uh, Learning something about the history of one of Britain's most famous university cities <laughs> or towns. Uh, city, I think city. City. You, city,
0: You and Paul will have a lovely punt down the river,
2: and yes. then uh, I think that's Cambridge. See... But go on. Uh, Oxford's Oxford got. You can do Oxford. has got the Thames. I don't know. Go, all on, the same
1: to me. go on, Dave. Um, you're no, you're out your depth. In.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Sorry. I think it's three-one. I reckon. I don't think it'll be. I don't think we'll have it all our own way because it's the FA Cup, and um, Oxford will be desperate to get to a replay so that they can get us, uh, get back up to St James's
1: Park and get I'm another sure they'd payday. Lo- they'd love to play a game in a in a stadium without one of the four ends being a car park, <laughs> <laughs> which is what yeah, I'm I told did, I did is. Think- is- at the Kazam Stadium, I did
2: see some Newcastle fans online talking about chartering a double-decker bus to just go into the car park and watch it from the top deck. That is such <laughs> a such a good idea. That is such a good idea.
0: But I think yeah, three-one. I think we'll I think we'll play a team not too dissimilar from the, the the team that took the field against Birmingham. Hopefully, we might have a couple of players in because there's certainly talk of um, uh, Benitez wanting at least one in. Uh, over the next couple of days, and he wants some players in before you know before the the window slams shut as windows are want to do. It never gently
2: closes it. the transfer window, does it? Always yeah, slams no. shut. Yeah. Um,
0: I don't know if you saw that we've been linked with two Croatian players. <coughs> Sorry,
2: that seemed a weird um, one cause like these two Croatian players for something like twenty five million seems like a a weird signing for us to make now
0: yeah well, we'll it could see. be the case that what it could be a case that we are lining that transfer up for the summer don't know but it, anyway we, we might have a couple of new players in by by the time uh we face oxford i don't know if they'll be eligible because i don't know if you're allowed to um register players uh you know, a week before, I don't know. Um but I think
2: yeah, if you think are, it's... Oxford as well will have a West Ham striker on loan who's like a former Valencia youth team striker who sounds quite yeah. decent. So
1: Okay, so who knows. Knows. let's let's do some predictions. Paul Dillon?
2: Uh,
1: I think draw. I think we'll go to replay. Okay. One all. One all, classic Fergus Crow prediction. Dave.
0: Three one. I think our quality will just tell, especially if especially if Shelby's playing.
1: I hope so. It feels like we've got a bit of a resurgence going, and I'm going to go two nil. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. So, and I'm very much looking forward to it. I hope it all comes together. I feel like it's going to. I've got confidence in you, anonymous uh, <laughs> listener, and I, I can't <laughs> I can't express how much. I, I, I can't express. I can't express. I just want to say, I'm so grateful not only to you but to all Newcastle I'm not, just, listeners. Love life. And just, and just in times
0: like these, it's just great. To
1: have. <laughs> Listen. He's just
0: morphing into that character from on the bus. Oh, Blakey. Oh, shit. Yeah,
1: that's the one. Right. One for the younger listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Dave. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for your, uh, for your your expertise, your knowledge, your impetus. Um, I Thanks, really appreciate okay. it, Dave Watson. you uh, thank- sentiment. Yeah, and entirely sincere. Thank you, Paul Doolan. For my attendance. For your attendance <laughs> and uh, nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you to you, the Newcastle Natter listener. Uh, we will be back next week with hopefully... Uh, um, a, a, some tales to tell about seeing a football match in the flesh. I mean, I never thought I'd get there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm looking forward to that being an actuality. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye.
0: If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for The Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.